cuts it back 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Hello, Packers fans, and welcome back to the Quick Slant Podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I am Jason Perrone of Game On Wisconsin, the Quick Slants Podcast, and the Pack a Day Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Jason Perrone. Hope everybody is doing well and ready for another week. A week in which the Green Bay Packers will get back to work, get back on the practice field, get back to their quest for a Super Bowl championship in 2021. Packers opened camp last week. We got a lot of questions answered. A lot of questions were answered by coaches, players alike. Players were added. Randall Cobb is back in Green Bay. And we actually know a little bit about what has happened on the field, albeit in practice, for these Green Bay Packers. We're hearing about Rodgers being accurate, Devontae torching these young rookie cornerbacks in practice, Guys looking good. Juwan Winfrey at wide receiver making some waves. We've got some things to talk about here. There's some definite, as my colleague and co-host at Pack-A-Day Podcast, Mark Eckel, often says some buzz surrounding the Green Bay Packers as there tends to be every season. But this year, once again, we find ourselves getting excited and seeing that this year's Packers team has quite a bit of talent. They could be special. Right, the beat writers are saying this is some of them are saying this is the most talented or one of the most talented groups they've ever seen or have seen in a long time. We've heard Aaron Rodgers say that before, heard him say it in past seasons. We heard Brett Favre, I feel like Brett Favre said it every single year, even in 2005. This is the most talented team I've ever been around. And then they went out and won four games, and he was part of that 96 team that was the best offense and best defense and best special teams. And it doesn't get any more talented and better than that. But we, but we heard him say it. And it's easy to get wrapped up in that hype when it comes from these reliable sources, the beat writers who've been around for a long time. And especially the players themselves, the players we trust in, believe in, they're on the field. They see it. They're there. They know what's going on. They know if, they, if there's talent, they know it. Because they're right up, up close and they see it. But yet... Here we are, we're entering the 11th season since the last Super Bowl appearance. So I would just caution fans, just pump the brakes a little bit. It's it's only one week of training camp. There's a long way to go. There's a long way to go before we understand what this year's Packers team is going to be and just how special they are, uh, how unique they are. Until we see some things go differently this is all honestly just hot air. And that's that's a very wet blanket statement for me to make because that, that makes it sound like I don't think the Packers are very talented. I, I know they are. I absolutely know they are. I've said before I started recording this last pack a day, we kind of round up. And I said to both Paul Brittle and Mark Eckel, I said, I'm ready to run through a wall talking about this stuff. This is getting me really excited about this Packers team, but... Until they do something different and special, do something bigger than usual, you know, and by that I mean maybe they maybe they go on the road and they beat the Chiefs this season with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes on the road. 
Maybe they get a big win in, in Kansas City. Maybe they sweep the NFC North. Maybe they get big road wins at tough places to play on the road. Maybe they get a big road win at Baltimore against the Ravens. Maybe they beat Arizona on a short week on the road in a in a place in in, in Glendale, Arizona, where they've laid some massive eggs over the past decade. They haven't beaten the Cardinals on the road since the last week of the 2009 regular season. They have played some absolute trash, garbage football games there. And the last time they played there in the playoffs, it was a very disappointing ending. Just a total brain fart ending. I mean, it's just, there's a vortex in, this, in that stadium that is, unfortunately for me, right down the road for me. And the, the, maybe the Packers finally figure out how to do it. They have to do something different. They have to do something special. And that we need to see it. But they need to do that at the, at, at the end of the season when they get in the postseason. So you got to just temper the expectations, kind of ride the wave. It's exciting. When they win games, they have a successful season. They've won 13 games the last two seasons. They've had a lot of a lot of wins. We've we've gone to bed on on Sunday nights, Monday nights, Thursday nights, feeling really good about ourselves as Packers fans. Way more than not, very lucky. But then the disappointment comes in the biggest games when we think all of the hope is on our side. The Packers are at home. The Packers are facing the 49ers for the second time. Maybe maybe the second time's a charm. And they just get sent packing. And listen, it's no secret either. The quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, he has not put together his best performances in these these title championship games. I'm getting way ahead of myself and talking about a conference championship game. The Packers haven't even gotten there yet. But these are the reasons why I say let's temper our expectations one week into training camp. Let's see some preseason. Let's see how the first four games go in the regular season. Is this team going to play together? Are they going to be tight? Are they going to overcome some of the noise that's going on outside the Outside the locker room, all the questions about Rodgers and how he feels about not possibly being here next season, and will that fatigue the team? You know, I mean, you look at the NFC Championship games, Packers have only won one. And even the one that they did win came against the Bears' third-string quarterback, and it took some heroics to close that out. The, you know, then, then from there, moving forward, it just gets worse and worse. I mean, there was the disaster in Seattle. I mean, how many... We don't need to revisit that one too much. But Rodgers failed to take advantage of an injured Richard Sherman. I don't care if Mike McCarthy didn't know that Richard Sherman was out there. Aaron Rodgers should have absolutely been Jordy Nelsoning Sherman to death in that game. It just didn't. And, you know, McCarthy gets some of the blame for that one, too. He called Eddie Lacy's number a few times at the goal line. Big boy got stuffed. But still, not a baller showing by Aaron Rodgers. 2016, you can just toss that NFC Championship game right into the dumpster, light it on fire. Um uh, stick a hand grenade inside of it, and uh, drop a drone bomb on it. That was an absolutely terrible, terrible football game. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing and terrible, and it wasn't even worth watching after that, after halftime. After an incredible run the table in which Rodgers made us think maybe it was time, he played so well and so brilliantly down the stretch that season, the Dallas game the week before, and then just complete wedding of the bed. And maybe he was, you know, I thought we we thought thought maybe he was ready to do the damn thing. Nope. They got they got boat raced in Atlanta. 2019, another dumpster fire in San Francisco. Just played a terrible game. It didn't even belong on the same field. Last season, you can blame the defense and Kevin King all you want. You know, Tom Brady, <laughs> the child of what I say, the child of Jesus himself. Uh, if you ask me, he threw three interceptions. 
three interceptions in the in the conference championship game. He gave the ball back to the Packers three times. Green Bay had nothing to show for it. Third and goal from the 10. Aaron Rodgers late in the game. Has some room to run. Get a few extra yards. I'm not convinced he would have gotten to the end zone. But he, he could have gotten close enough to make fourth down worth going for instead of kicking a field goal. And he forced the ball to Devontae Adams. Incomplete. The head coach said he'd seen enough. <laughs> well, he didn't say that, but... My theory is, is that he see, had seen enough and was like, I'm not going to put the ball back in Rodgers' hands. He's not, not getting it done. So he's like, I'm going to take the three points here and we'll figure out how to try to get the ball back. I guess the defense has turned the ball over three times. Maybe they can get a fourth one. Well, of course, that was it. You know, The third time was a charm. Brady didn't, didn't have any more charms to hand the Packers and the rest of the game is history. And the Packers were once again on the wrong side of it. So... But, you know, to be fair, it is easy to be excited about this team. On offense, you have the returning Rodgers. And even if he's not 100% on board with team management, he's a competitor and realizes this season is still a very good opportunity for the Packers to win a championship. I mean, it, it may be his last legit chance to do so. Even if Rodgers can literally handpick where he gets traded to next season, if he does indeed get moved, as many are convinced he will, he still has to hope that new situation falls just perfectly for him as he adjusts to a new life somewhere else after, after 16 years. That's not easy to do. I don't care how MVP and veteran you are. Getting used to a new environment and a new team and a new way of life and a new locker room and new teammates and everything takes time. The odds are significantly lower that Aaron Rodgers is going to find himself in front of the odds are in front of him are going to be better somewhere else than that of what she has in front of him in Green Bay right now. Receiver, they add Randall Cobb. Amari Rodgers in the return game, third rounder. They're not relying on a street free agent anymore in Tyler Irvin who was hurt often they're not they're not just hoping that some guy that wasn't even drafted shows up big and does big things Devin Funches is another big option if he makes the roster a big body at the goal line MVS coming off of what was one of the best individual performances in the NFC championship game when he's running alongside of you know no big deal he's just He's just the the number two option to this guy who many consider the best wide receiver in the NFL, Mr. 99 rating and Madden himself, Devontae Adams. And MVS outshined. Had a great game. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, ready to tear it up. Big Bob Tunyon, Josiah DeGuara, tight end. The offensive line is deep. I am jacked up about this offensive line. They are stacked. Brian Gutekunst was like, look, I lost my stud left tackle late last season. It may have cost me my only shot at a Super Bowl. If we don't get there this season, it ain't going to be because I didn't tend to the offensive line. And he did. Drafted a couple guys. You know, brought in the tackle from Tennessee. They've got all sorts of fortified depth on the offensive line. Aaron Rodgers said center Josh Myers looks comfortable already. Myers is said to be a very smart player. He's going to be thrown in there, and he's going to be a you know he's going to be a big part of the offensive line. He's going to be the starting center, and he's going to have to do well from the from the jump. On defense, ascending players such as Chris Barnes, Darnell Savage, Kingsley Kiki, they go along with the solid vets that are already in place: Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos, Kenny Clark, rookie Eric Stokes, looking to supplant Kevin King by midseason. I think he will. A defense that was 13th in scoring. Defense last season. Just move up three spots and you're top 10 in the NFL. You're a top 10 defense. Now, you see, do you see what I just did there? I got you, some of you jacked up, didn't I? You got fired up. You're fired up. You're excited. You're reminded 
of how good this team is and how good they can be, how deep they are. And that's, that's okay. We should be excited. The Packers are very talented. But we cannot allow ourselves to be fooled into thinking that that talent alone and the right formula on paper just gets the Packers to a conference championship or, or into a Super Bowl. We know that they, that is not how it works. They have to win the games. They have to win the big games. They have to close out the close ones. They have to overcome deficits. They have to face adversity. They, they can't be front runners and waltz into a championship. They're going to have to overcome adversity. If they get down seven or ten in a championship, in a conference championship game, they have to overcome it. They have to be able to take some shots to the jaw and be able to fight back. And the head coach, Matt LaFleur, the coaching staff, they best have every scenario drawn up on how they're going to handle a situation when they're down eight again late. Or whatever the situation be, if they're down four, three, six, any iteration, know. Know what you're probably going to do. Don't, don't get all surprised and get shell-shocked and start panicking over the headset and, and not knowing what you're going to do. You know, does Maddie go and kick another field goal? Or is he going to put the ball in the hands of the best quarterback in this game over the past 10 years and save the Mahomes jokes because Mahomes hasn't been around that long. So he's not the best over the past decade until he's played a decade. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers. Is, is Matt LaFleur going to put the ball in the hands of Aaron Rodgers? Channel your inner Belichick, Matt. Be ready. Be sure your players are ready. Make sure they know what you're going to do in that situation. When they should call a timeout. When they should go out of bounds. Be mentally prepared. No panic. No deer in the headlights. As much as we're excited about bucks in Milwaukee, the Packers cannot afford to be deer. They cannot afford to be deer in the headlights. Because I'm telling you right now, the guys across from the Packers aren't going to be in awe of the green and yellow, of Lambeau Field, of Aaron Rodgers. The guys across from Aaron Rodgers have been the ones winning the games for the past 10 years. They've been the ones sending the GOAT, as some like to call him. One of the best quarterbacks of all time and, and arguably in Green Bay Packers history. Now that was Bart Starr, but Rodgers is in the conversation. Back into his, his own locker room or the road locker room, hanging his head as a loser. If the Packers want different, they have to be different. So as much as we can be excited about what they're doing on the field, how well they're playing, how confident they sound, these players need to grow up and understand what needs to change this season. What needs to be different, better, tighter, sharper. All those things. The chances are going to dwindle. The chances of Green Bay going to a third straight conference championship game are already low, statistically speaking. Teams don't tend to make... That many in a row. They have in the past. There were some Philadelphia Eagles teams that were in the conference championship game. I think they made three in a row. They lost all of them. Or most of them. They finally made one. And then they lost in the Super Bowl to guess who? Tom Brady and the Patriots. So 
the numbers already say the Packers are going to have a really, really tough time getting back to the conference championship game, but they have to believe they can get back there. And then they have to do it. And if they get back there, they have to seize the moment. I mean, I, I almost think that the the tagline for this season should be Carpe Diem. Seize the day. Carpe Diem. Seize it. Don't let it go by. Don't waste it. Don't squander it. Don't, don't assume that tomorrow is another opportunity. No. Assume that that's it. Assume you're not waking up tomorrow. Play every day like that. Because the Packers are going to need to do that if they want to win a championship. And we want them to go out as a winner before potentially some really, really big changes take place next season. After this season, who knows what's coming. But if Aaron Rodgers is indeed headed out of Green Bay, there's going to be a lot of question marks as far as what the 2022 Packers are going to look like. So if it's the last dance and all that stuff that they say that it is, that's what's going to have to happen. I'm going to be looking for signs that the Green Bay Packers are going to be different, special, and they're going to do the things this year that they have not been able to do over the past couple seasons. More great content at Game On Wisconsin. We are in full season swing. All of our shows are back nearly every single day. There's a show or a podcast, great guest spots, good things going on. We're gearing up towards a big event that our team is going to be doing at the Green Bay Distillery leading up to the Monday night game against the Detroit Lions after the season kicks off. Go check out the Game On Wisconsin Twitter page for details and information. We'd love to see you out there. I plan to be there. So let's figure it all out. Let's figure out how to get together, clank a glass, and ring in another great Packer season of football. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Quick Slants podcast. I will be back Thursday with more musings about training camp and the stuff that takes place between now and then. I hope everybody gets off to a great start this week. Hope everyone had a good weekend. As always, everybody, stay cool, be safe, and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40. Track down from behind. 